All right. So today we have Ivan Jenkins, uh, local entrepreneur, investor, just an all-around solid guy. Happens to be our neighbor here at the office, and uh, we're excited to have him on Tabby Hour. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, man. It was thank you guys for inviting me. I think Brad invited me a couple months back and glad we found some time to uh, to make this work. Well, it was, you know, months ago we went to lunch and I was like, hey, man, you've been beside us this whole time. Mm -hmm. We've been like keeping you informed. We, uh -huh. we need to just there's a lot of interesting things you're working true. on. So let's, true. True. let's go through That's it. the beauty of the co-working space. It's like, ain't it though? It's like you have all these neighbors, but like, do you engage with them? Like, I mean, it's kind of one of those where you, some people just come here, go to their space and go home. And it's like, there's actually some pretty dope people in this building if you get to know them. 100%. 100%. So. Utilize the space for what it is. Just don't come and go to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who wants to go to work? So Ivan, let's start with what you do and then kind of start with how you ended up there and mm -hmm. go through the story. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so what I do now is I'm a uh, I'm in real estate. I'm a I'm a broker. I'm an agent. I'm a I'm a consultant, um, but not in the traditional sense of the word. So most people are used to the idea of, you know, hey, you buy and sell property. Um, right now, we kind of turn that on its head mm -hmm. and we're effectively business to business or B2B yep. in real estate. So the markets have changed over time. We started to see a lot of things come down, you know, the pike. Mm -hmm. 20, 2010, 2011, um, a lot of institutional money coming into residential real estate. And once she saw that happen, it was like, hey, what's this about? And um, I wanted to find out what that was and got ahead of it, ahead of the curve. And this over the last several years, we started to see um, a lot of businesses, institutions buy residential real estate property. And it's a good idea. So took the business, put ahead of it. And now we we service them rather than servicing individual clients. So 2010 Greenville, mm. what did that look like? Oh, man. So Greenville didn't really get hit hard, you know, Um yeah, there were foreclosures. Yeah, there were right. distressed properties, but Greenville didn't suffer, suffer. 08 wrecked a lot of people. 08 wrecked some people. Um, 09 even worse because 08, it was like, yeah, we're fine. And then you didn't know you got shot. Foreclosure, right? foreclosure, foreclosure. Right. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, foreclosures and job losses and, you know, stagnant and, you know. That's when I was coming out of college. A lot of job prospects in 2009. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Felt real good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's the same year Airbnb started too. Yeah. Get imagine, out of here. Imagine lending the way it was to start up. Get out of here. Man. So so think about it. So you see a lot of opportunities come out of distressed situations, Definitely. right? Look at, you know, look at a uh, uh, Great Depression. Look yep. at how many of course. billionaires were made out of that, right? So yep. look at what happened, you know, fast forward. Pandemic. Pan hey, we're in the middle of one. Another one. We're in no, the middle of one, opportunity, right? But yeah, people have to see that opportunity everywhere so so yeah i mean all these folks came out of <clears throat> came out of that and it was a great opportunity you know i was still working for a company at the time you know you're talking about college i graduated in 2009 as well graduated 2009 um 
ended up finding a position in 2011, mm-hmm. finally. But I was still, <laughs> but I was Took still, minute, yeah. yeah, I was still investing in real estate, buying and buying and and selling during that time too. So you know, we got through, um, and uh, worked as an engineer. You know, that seems to be a good transition for a lot of investors. You know, engineer to to real estate investing. Really, the numbers just work for us. Why is that? Yeah, I don't think there's a natural correlation. That that doesn't sound like it would just make. Because you understand how things are built and how the it's not even a situation of um, not necessarily build quality or under. It's just the fact of things align for engineers. Right. So when numbers are right, Mm -hmm. the numbers are right. So if you tell us about return on investment, if you'd say, hey, I invest this and we have this and I have this and I have taxes and I have, you know, this and I can look at an internal rate of return. I can look at ROI. Those numbers make sense to engineers. And on top of that, engineers want to know when we're done working that we're going to have investments that continue to pay mm-hmm. pay us. And specifically things that, I mean, listen, I'm a millennial. So I'm an older millennial. And we don't trust the Elder man. millennial. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We're like the wise old sage. Like, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you some stuff. <laughs> the bearded ones. <laughs> <laughs> We don't trust the man. Yeah. You know, you we want to Yeah, we want to have we want to be able to control more um more of our own destinies, right? Yeah. So real estate mix just made sense. Mm. However, I was a I was a a different engineer. I was a I was an engineer that really liked people and I was I worked well with people. And so that seemed to be a good place to be able to say, "Yo, I can be able to understand investors and what they need mm-hmm. numbers-wise." but also understand them and what their goals are at the same time. So engineer, civic, mechanical, electrical. I was a mechanical engineer. Okay. Mechanical engineer. I have no idea what the difference is. They all sound extremely <laughs> difficult, uh-huh. but uh, I hear one's easier. Uh-huh. I don't know which one that is. You can uh-huh. tell me any of them. I, what In the engineering community, which one is like, oh, you're like a dentist. I of do, the, I'm, of I'm, the doctor. I'm going to get destroyed on <laughs> brain, this podcast. Brain surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> dentist like people are like i'm a uh, i'm a doctor and you're like oh bro you're a dentist I, like, you, no know disrespect. What? I, no disrespect you know what the i i answer questions typically i'm gonna plead a fifth on this oh, one man because i'm gonna get destroyed <laughs> on tabby hour comments um if i answer this question so um uh it's not a i'm not gonna say it's a hierarchy I get it. all of them more all of more important switzerland you know? that's, that's right that's right that's right that's right all right so mechanical engineer turned real estate investor so 2010 going into 2011, mm-hmm. you you start to transition into this real estate. You see the opportunity. What was it mm-hmm. that you saw? You saw investment money coming into Greenville, mm-hmm. institutional money. Mm-hmm. Still, that doesn't make a natural just correlation. You saw things, I think, that maybe a few others didn't. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't. But what was it that you saw that was like, okay, this is something that fits with who I am as a millennial, kind of what my career path is going to be. How did that? 2008, 2009, um, you're looking at TV every day and you're learning about, you know, you got, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Frank Paulson and Mm. all these major names you keep hearing on the news every day. And you hear about these guys coming in and yeah, we need to borrow money from Goldman Sachs. We need to get money from these folks. And then you start to hear this term. Interest interest rates. Interest rates went to nothing. Zero. Nothing, right? You can borrow, borrow money for nothing right well so, this is the same time that the government that congress bailed out all the banks yeah and that happens all the time 
happens all the time, right? They so, had yeah, to, that, right? That That's what a, they that sell. Was us. The first time, yeah, seven hundred billion dollars. What the first time? It was what? the first time that much. That, it was that much. Yeah. Anyway, you got to look at inflation too. But um, yeah. um, creature from Jekyll Island. Read that book when you get a chance. Okay. It, it talks about a lot of actual bailouts between railroads and mm. such. You can go on and on and on. But so Hank Paulson is the time. Hank Paulson is the Fred. Hank, he was the, the Fed chair, right? He wasn't the Fed chair at the time. He was uh, he was another chair, but he wasn't with the Fed at the time. He was uh, with the government, right? Mm. And I can't remember his actual role, but he was a former Goldman guy. Yeah, right. They placed their people. It, of course, of course. So <laughs> with the with the right hands in the pot, I remember hearing terms hedge fund. Yeah, I'm like, this is my first time really hearing that term. Sure. And you know, just a little bit of time, you start to look at you know what's happening, and then next thing you know, 2009, 10 time frame comes along. You show up at the at the local auctions, and here's this. Was it Blackstone, Black Rock? One of those hedge it's funds. Black Rock. Yeah. Yeah, they're here. Bidding on everything. Mm. You're like, who who are these people? What are they doing? Right? Forced me to do some digging. And the more digging I saw, I saw, hey, it's these are these funds at the time that were buying residential property. From there, I found out a whole new asset class had been created out of this thing. Because remember 2008, 2009, the big thing was mortgage meltdown. Definitely. You know, everything was falling apart. Well, well, it was a lot of subprime loans, right? A lot of subprime loans out, That was right? the whole play. Yeah, that was the whole play. Everybody could get a house. Exactly. Mortgage-backed <laughs> securities, right? But remember, like, investors didn't necessarily not like, you know, residential real estate in the U.S. Mm-hmm. anymore. They love residential real estate. But maybe they well, now they don't like the mortgages anymore. So now a situation mm-hmm. of why have the mortgages when we can just buy the house? Interesting. Let's just buy the house. You do enough research, you find out that millennials, we're not moving like our parents. I mean, we're moving more than our parents did, right. than our grandparents right. did. We're not staying put. We're starting later, right? Starting well, careers, later. careers, it's nothing to, to up and move. I mean, how many times have we moved? Half a dozen. There you go. Six to seven times in our adult careers, and we're only in our early 30s. But I, will that slow down? technology continues mm. to rapidly evolve i don't see it slowing down i see you see it accelerating i, I mean see, if you yeah. can work anywhere remotely right yeah. that's kind of the key that unlocks yeah. all this well, that's yeah. what i mean will people moving slow down will people moving slow down for jobs for jobs yes you'll see people because i mean we're we talked about the pandemic right so oh, we yeah. literally we're let's fast forward you know what is it 14 years mm. 15 years from then right now we're in the middle of a pandemic well, now remote work is a thing. Literally, I can work in Greenville, South Carolina for a company that's in Phoenix, Arizona, if I want to. Or India. Or India, if I want to, right? You can we hire virtual assistants to come in and do work for us from the Philippines, from wherever. That's needed for Web 3.0 and mm-hmm. just to really unlock the global economy. 100%. We've talked about the global economy, just, you know, Brad and I, and it's like, okay, we, we understand it on a you know, fundamental level. But like when you think about the pandemic and how that accelerated mm. the fact that remote work is now preferred, mm. it used to be kind of like remote work, you're just kind of lazy. Well, no, being in the office doesn't necessarily make you more productive. Correct. If you're productive, you're going to be productive anywhere. Paradigm shifts. Paradigm shift. 
One hundred percent. So you need these major events, whether it be nine eleven. Mm-hmm. You have two thousand eight, the financial mm-hmm. collapse. You have two thousand twenty, mm-hmm. COVID. It's like the we talk. You know, it's like the the reset. Mm-hmm. And these 100%. happen what every ten years or so. Roughly? We're seeing them happen way more often. But yeah, every they 10, 12 frequent. years. We yeah, we're starting to see it more often. So. You hit the nail on the head. Like you're starting to put to put the pieces together, and literally, that's what I started to do. And I recognized that, yo, let's take advantage yeah. of what we can. And I found out a long time ago. I mean, look at Levi's or look at other companies that, you know, during the gold rush, they didn't mine for gold. Mm. I was mining for gold, looking for, for looking for property. Hey, let me stop mining for gold and let me start selling Levi's to the to the actual miners. Mm. So that's what I wanted to do. Mm. I wanted to be a servicer for the people who wanted the property rather than just only looking for properties. So that quick shift, um, I didn't stop my I didn't stop my day job immediately. Right. Um, it was a situation of building teams, learning, learning what was happening. And let's be let's be frank. These guys didn't know what they were doing. Either. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't they didn't know what they were doing. You know, they Teach, were you're teaching the teacher. Yeah, I wasn't even teaching. I was just kind of seeing what they were doing and recognizing like, y'all are, no, this is not how you need y'all don't to be know doing anymore it. Than me. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, you just have a, you know, bigger, bigger purses than, you know, than most investors have. They were making mistakes everywhere. And, you know, we were right along there with the mistakes and uh, you found you found places where they weren't very, you know, efficient mm-hmm. and you offered up, hey, you don't need to be doing this. Do this instead. Is that where the consulting head? Is kind of a little bit. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're like a real estate operations consultant. I have never heard that term before, but I, can, I just really, made it up. Sounds real good. I can buy it. It's but you're you're helping investors that want to broker these properties. One hundred percent to run a better operation and you're streamlining the system it's like real, real estate almost. arbitrage almost <laughs> almost yeah almost we i mean you know we we're, we're helping them making sure that they buy the right stuff for one like you know don't buy this tape of 200 houses when you know probably 70 of them are trash mm. but i know you you have you have a problem too you have to place your capital yeah. and we get that too um can't keep it in the bank you can't <laughs> It's the worst place, especially to not then, because you had no idea what's going to end up at. It's going to end up inflation's in going to eat it up. Yeah, it's going to end on a Fed, end up on a Fed balance sheet somewhere. Again, millennials think of our grandparents with bonds. Oh gosh, Nobody's oh my grandma had a shoebox. Who's buying bonds today? Uh, the well, Fed. The Fed. They are. <laughs> We're like shoebox money. It's yeah. like you keep it under the mattress. Yeah. Like, okay, come on. You bet not. And see what happens. Well, Better get rid of that cash. Put, put it back in the market. Exactly. So, so yeah. I mean, long term. I mean, we just started to find little niches, right? We still did our normal stuff. Still represented clients. You say we? Who is this the shadow group here? So alluding to it, it, it came in. It came and went. Right. So I'm I'm the type I have no problem saying like I work better with other people. Yeah. Um. Whether it's accountability, whether it's just the fact of. This somebody's better at this than I am. Sure. You know, um, and those people have changed over over the years, but I've been doing the same thing. Right. right? So whether it's someone who had a better idea for, you know, for visual idea of, hey, we need to flip this house and make it look like this. Or, you know, we need to look at this particular market mm-hmm. or this particular area because, yo, this is going to change quicker. Or I had a I got a good friend of mine who um who she was? Uh, she was intertwined with um, some of the uh, some uh, the development boards here in the in the city. And they're like, "Yo, you need to look at this area." I'm like, "There's nothing here." You go walk the, go down the street, and there the 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 chairperson of this board 
has built a you know quarter million dollar house right next to a bunch of a row of 30 grand mill houses mm-hmm. you're like what the heck is this and you found out that a couple of years later they were right on the money with it so it's been several different people in the midst of it so i always use use the term we because i've never necessarily worked alone it's probably been my ideas mm-hmm. um or me driving it but it's never been kind of like speaks a to like shot. it's not what you know, it's who you know. 100%. 1,000%. That's that's all about networking. And 100%. I think as an entrepreneur, we could speak to that. I mean, y- you have to be the, the driving force, you know, and, yes. and but also be smart enough to know where your weaknesses are, where your it, opportunities are, and then leverage, leverage, leverage. It is a, it is a sobering, um, a sobering idea at the time because, you know, a lot of the podcasts and a lot of the other stuff, like for example, I remember people use this thing now called Bigger Pockets. Mm-hmm. Bigger Pockets was just starting when I saw when I was investing, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a shab of a website, it didn't look that good, <laughs> wasn't a lot of content there. But it was like you know people can dive on there now and find a lot of ideas and, right. and know what to do and, and kind of work independent sometimes. But um, during during the time that I was learning, um, I had a couple men- good mentors that would you know feed some stuff every now and again. They would also let me bust my head up against the wall too <laughs> that i didn't like it but it was good it. exactly yeah. it was it was it was by design um and so uh so yeah we had a little bit of that so so yeah we started to you know find um started to look for things for for these funds these funds started to change over time they became more sophisticated as time went along they started going from buying you know 0.8 percent of all homes everywhere to up to now, we're talking about 15 to 17% of all single family homes that are sold are going to these institutions. And it's like, I see where this is going. And they have not stopped buying. More money is going into these companies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're talking about college endowments. You're talking about insurance companies that are investing. I mean, to the tune of billions of dollars. And that money just didn't go Follow the money, right? Bingo, bingo. You hear that, but it's like, Mm. it's. I think about that with, you know, we live in the information age. Yes. And there's so much, there's almost too much information, right? You can arguably say we're the most informed society that's ever lived Mm -hmm. by far. And it absolutely causes everybody to have decision fatigue on a daily basis. Decision fatigue, yes. Because it's almost like, well, I just want to, and that's where you see sort of, ambition the entrepreneurial spirit kind of declining because it's mm-hmm. like well i'll just work this job because it's just there's just too much out there you have to be able to decipher that information right and you, i can see what you're saying information fatigue can take over yeah. sometimes you have to be able to when you're it's kind of like the best way i can say it is a bank teller right if you've been or anybody that works for a bank they don't train you how to find a counterfeit. Well, then maybe they do a little bit. <laughs> it's like, I hope they do. They hand you a pen and say, here you go. They had you, yeah, yeah. But before the pen existed, before they came up with that the ink stuff, right? Yeah. They didn't train you necessarily, you know, in detail how to spot a counterfeit. They just taught you what the real thing was so well. And you work with the real mm. thing so much till the counterfeit was obvious obvious wow well it's, right it's like counting cash in, in restaurant operations you always face your bills the same way before you count mm-hmm. 
you can almost do it blindfolded because you'll feel the difference. There you go. There it's, you go. It's interesting. My dad is in uh he's a he does paint and body work, right? A little side gig he does. It's so crazy. You end up doing the same things that your parents do. It's <laughs> wow. But oh, um, but uh but literally he has this thing where he taught me, he was like, You can't necessarily spot an imperfection, but you can always feel it. So he will be talking to me and walking and have his hand dragging off on the side of the car that he just sanded. And mm-hmm. he'll just stop. And I'd be, I'm looking and I'm like, where did he stop for? But he can feel the difference. Like, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, with information fatigue, there's so much information out there. But when you're actually operating in this, in a, in a space, because mm-hmm. sometimes you, you got to be ready for our aim. You can't just get everything together. Are your ducks in a row and decide to make the move forward? You got to get timing, to a point. Right? It's timing. It's timing. You can wait it, too long. And it's <laughs> and it's act. It's act. It's activity. Yeah. It's action. And so, what you can do is say, "Yeah, I'm doing this," and then now looking at what I'm doing, the information that I'm getting is matching what I'm doing, or it's not matching what I'm doing. And if it's not matching, you can say, "That's not true for me." Maybe I'll toss this out because you're not making a decision wholly on information. You're making it on, hey, experience and information combined, and you can decide what actually works well. Because right now you can tell me information will tell me that a, a, that the price for a property or rent of rents for a property or this. But you, when you're evaluating 200 houses a week mm-hmm. to decide what's what you're going to do or what are you going to buy something? And something comes up as an outlier, it's obvious. Yeah. So whatever information is out there, I can tell you, nah, that's not the case, dude. That's not going to be the case. That's not. That's not real. So, what do you what do you see in the next six to eight months? That's hard. Specifically in, in Greenville, in the commercial, in the commercial and residential real estate. That's hard. It's hard. It's really, really hard to tell. Um, we see some right now. It's what? It's February twenty twenty two while we're recording this there's some signs that historically have said that will lead to some degradation in the market oversaturation oversaturation rising interest rates right. you know um uh supply shortages rising you know oil prices um you got the you got the cryptocurrency that's kind of like the wild card. Nobody really knows what it's gonna do. Is it a hedge? To the moon, baby. To, to the, the moon. moon. <laughs> Let's go. Um, you don't know if it's a hedge. It may be a hedge. No, it's not a hedge. You know, gold and silver read and the dips. Yeah, that's yeah. what we need to be on. So it's really hard to tell. Like literally, man, this last couple years have been, I mean, every facet, think about it, right. has been a case study on yeah. none of this is true. Like, look, look at what Paul said about like Donald Trump in, yeah. in 2015, 2016. Yeah. No we, way. Not a chance. Yeah. But, but all, every political scientist in this country, and if they say that they didn't, they're lying. Like literally they, <laughs> it, he debunked everybody. Yeah. And we've seen the same things in markets right now. All the, there's some things that are true, right? But literally all the, the stuff that we used to look at, we can't really tell. You well, know, didn't we, didn't we have like a twelve-year bull run, bull market? I mean, it was something insane when you come to when you start to think about like, yeah. that's not reality. Like that can't, that's not sustainable. A At correct, some point, a correction has to happen. A correction is needed, but who's to say we haven't already done that? Got sure. through that correction. 
we so don't we, even know till later. We, right? Yeah, we we did a we did a pretty much a flat line, small little decrease in twenty in twenty twenty because of the pandemic. And if you if you if when you have unemployment that goes from three up to twelve percent, <laughs> when you cut incomes everywhere, yeah, there was some federal stimulus, but I mean, you know, a couple stimulus checks. Over the, you know, to everybody. And I mean, most of the stimulus went to businesses if you really look at it, right? Are um, we seeing this correction? I mean, yeah. have we not already seen this correction? Yeah. You know, like if it, I, I guess if you get down to Greenville as a submarket, right? Everything almost for Greenville makes sense. Yep. Okay. So rising prices in, in raw goods, rising prices. You mentioned lumber. You mentioned rising prices everywhere. Mm. Food, you name Commodities, it. Yeah, Commodities, Commodities, you name it, right? But at the same time, rising prices in real estate because they, you know, the builders still need to make their money, right? But also look at the population shifts that are happening throughout the country. Hmm. So now what's driving it is the fact that Greenville has great location, great weather, great people. Great industry, arguably really good economy because of how government and other other people are business friendly. Now pro business. They're pro business. Taxes are low. Mm-hmm. And now you have people that have gained ridiculous amount amounts of equity in homes from the from the from the northwest, from the west to northeast. And they're tired of high taxes. They're tired of bad weather. They're tired of a lot of that. And they're saying, hey, I'm with Florida. And then, you know, I'm going to be going to Florida. Y'all crazy down there. <laughs> they because, can't drive. Yeah, they, or they can't drive. And <laughs> coronavirus is crazy. So I'm going to half back it. And I'm going to come up here to this yeah. next place that everybody's talking about. Yeah. And, like, now you, they're bringing ridiculous amounts of equity. So they're half, they're, they're 700. Cash offers. Yeah, ca- all day long. Which is wild, right? We had... Our strategic advisor, one of them, uh, you know, Ben Oakley, he, him and his family moved from Seattle. They did exactly what you said. I know. We don't want to live in Seattle, Washington. It rains 300 days out of the year. <laughs> Our kids don't like it here. We don't like it here. Let's move somewhere where we have family. We can build community. 100. So what do they do? They moved thousand. to Greenville after one trip to South Carolina. Yep. So they went to Charleston. They came to Greenville. They said, that's it. We'll see you in three months. Charleston has too many mosquitoes. That's why well, they up ended up in they food ended is up in fire Greenville. though. I will say food that. is crazy in Charleston. So, but here's uh, a nice kind of all listeners come to South Carolina. We want you here. Come on in, <laughs> and Ivan will sell you a house. Probably yeah, not. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to buy it myself. You're going to be competing against me. <laughs> no, I think it's you know you you hit it in terms of Greenville was kind of destined for this opportunity. I, I look at my neighborhood and. I've got a neighbor from New Jersey, neighbor from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I've got neighbors from basically everywhere but yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in my street lives was from somewhere else. Yeah, and moved here in the last three years. Greenville is the Greenville is the New York of the 19th century. It's a melting pot. Roaring twenties. Roaring. Tw- I love that too. We're like in the roaring twenties. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 everything makes sense. I mean, we're net almost one thousand heads of people. I'm, people are not cows. I know. I shouldn't say heads. We're net almost a thousand people a month to this MSA, and so it's crazy. So literally, when you have that much influx, it's hard to stand back and say, "Hey, 
what's going to happen in Greenville in the next six to eight months? We're kind of insulated. Yeah. We're a little insulated. Now, what's going to happen in what's going to happen in Newark, New Jersey? Hmm. What's going to happen in Detroit? Detroit, Detroit Mich- yeah, Detroit, Declining Michigan. Declining popular under 100. Correct. Under, under 700,000. Yeah, Cincinnati, Ohio, or, or 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 Boston, Massachusetts, or 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 California as a whole. Ghost cities. Ghost cities. Um, compared to Austin, Texas, and and what's happening in Nashville right now. We are literally mm. Nashville is just, you know, probably three to five years ahead of what we're experiencing. Prices, population growth. They have, you know, their culture is great. Don't get it twisted. But like literally Greenville has a little bit more, you know? And so it's like we are seeing we're in the beginnings of a lot of different stuff here in this market. So six to eight, six to eight months, I don't see I don't see much changing. We've had we've had people ask us with Tabby, like, hey, you're go to market. Do you want to go to a more a faster growing city somewhere near you? And we're like, find one. Where? <laughs> find one. And that's you know what? That's what I love about about being in real estate and being able to compare different mm-hmm. things. People think faster markets are Atlanta. They think uh, you got to be in L.A., New York. Mm-hmm. Larger does not mean faster, guys, because literally you get to an inflection point where you've maxed out. And it's like, we don't want to be here anymore. Has yep. anybody been to Atlanta lately? Like, literally, it takes you an hour to get. Traffic is still it, trash. Bingo. In Infrastructure can't, can't, can't keep, keep up, up with it. Yeah. Every major city goes through the same thing. It's like, that's not a good quality of life. No. You come here, literally, to get 30 minutes, something's 30 minutes away, <laughs> it takes 30 minutes. It's funny when people talk about traffic in Greenville. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, have just, you been in Houston? Have you been in, like, Atlanta? It's hilarious. It's, it's also, hilarious. it's. Houston, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. It's oh, the gosh. culture, it's, it's, the, the, it's the food, it's the bars and restaurants it's the people it's mm-hmm. the scene it's the vibe it's 100%. got everything i mean we we moved here I basically moved here with looking online wow yeah. because sight we, we were we sight unseen so often and it was so we didn't even really it was our job moving us here so they've got like rivers and bridges and yeah, let's let's do that. We got yeah. views. We got we got the mountains. We are two hours roughly from almost a bunch of major cities: Charlotte, Atlanta, yeah, Colum- if you want to call Columbia, South Carolina, major city, still two hours away. Wow, wow. We're four hours. <laughs> we're four hours away from the beach, right? Yeah. We are an hour away from the mountains. I mean, you're basically telling our go-to-market strategy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I mean, when you ask about what I see in Greenville, I don't see Greenville moving that much, and I'm not talking about it just because I like Greenville because I'm still an investor and I represent investors, and and down markets are actually beneficial for for us, it's right? Becoming. But at the same time, I really enjoy where I live. I could have moved somewhere else and represented a fund that some of the same funds in those same markets, right? But why? This place is a great place to grow a family, uh, to live, to work. So why not do it? Yep. That's why we wanted Tabby to this is why we wanted to launch Tabby here. One hundred percent. Like for us it was everything you just said. The going out scene is still very it, it's grown and it's developed, but it's still very, very like green. Like there's still that's the, a great place to be, man. It, for us it's like, okay, well, what better test kitchen one hundred percent for a going out app? One hundred percent. Than Greenville, South Carolina, because you have the the convergence of different cultures and different people and it, there's a vibrant scene out here very much so very and much you so. got old money you've got new uh-huh. money uh-huh but you also have a a university in clemson mm-hmm. 
that feeds a lot of that. You've got Furman, mm-hmm. you've got Wofford, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of these universities. And a lot of these kids want to go out and they want to have the Atlanta experience. Yep. They want to have the Charlotte experience because mm-hmm. they go to these places and their friends go to those places. But mm-hmm. then it's like, well, I can't, you know, I don't want to pay for parking. <laughs> I don't want to deal exactly. with all this, the hassle of going out in big cities, which yep. is a nightmare. We've all done it. Yeah, It's fun. But I mean, I, fun is relative. Very much so. Very much so. Your fun in New York is cool, but like I, I kind of want to go to the bars that I know and I can get in and out and I don't have to deal with having to, you know, spend 30 minutes looking for a parking spot and pay $20 mm-hmm. Every, everybody's on for the parking. List. Everybody's on the list in Greenville. You don't yeah. have to be on the list. Yeah. I like that. You're right. Everybody's You're on the list. You're absolutely right. Yep. You're absolutely right. No, that's dope. And we're we're just big enough to not be too big. Perfect. Just not big. You're not big. You're not. We're not as big, so that we're, I mean, we're not too big to be, you know, we're not too small to mm-hmm. be to not be in the conversation. Good spot to be. In. I was surprised when moving to Greenville, like the amount of big, entertaining acts that come to Greenville. Talk about it. Cat Williams. Talk about it. I mean, big big bands, big tour stops. I'm like, yeah, yo, I didn't even know. I so, didn't know, and, and it's like that to me is is a bonus. Greenville has always been a really really good mark on my market for those uh, like an ancillary town that they you need, need a Thursday night stop on the tour. Bingo, <laughs> you're in filler. Friday night, you're in Charlotte, Bing. or Atlanta. The location is perfect for that, right? <laughs> yeah. So literally, they're like, yo, okay, yeah, we we hitting up Atlanta, we hitting up Charlotte, but yo, we can still sell out get probably the, two nights. Get the bag. if we go if we go here. Yeah. Get the bag. Yeah. And you got a bunch of people here who have disposable income. Bingo. They want to do something and they don't want to drive two hours to Atlanta. 100%. I went to go see Kanye in Atlanta a couple of months ago and it was worth every penny, but it was a two hour drive. Mm-hmm. Parking, all Tra- that. I mean, traffic, it was you drove traffic. back. You drove back that night. That same too. night. Yeah. Should have did it right. Should have got the hotel, but you yeah. know, it was one of those like last minute things. No, I got you. You I know. Got you. It, you, you're right. I mean, it's a spot where a lot of people can come and drop. I mean, let's call it, let's call it what it is. They can kind of hone their, hone some stuff here because we're a little more forgiving crowd. Oh, yeah. And before they get a good to, comedy tour stop. Yeah. Yeah. Before they get to, you know, Mercedes Benz in, in, in Atlanta and they get booed you know, off stage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, yeah. that's, I mean, that's exactly what we're doing with Tabby. There we're starting go. here with a more forgiving crowd. Mm-hmm. Getting, User base, getting the bugs worked out. 100%. And saying, okay, now we'll go to Charlotte. Now we'll go to Atlanta. Yep. Now we'll go to Orlando. Yep. Nashville. And that was some of the things that early investors were like, yeah, but I live in New York. How's this helping? I don't know anything about Greenville, but we're trying to tell them about Greenville without telling them about Greenville. Because right. Uber, Uber didn't launch overnight. No, no. But I think you work out, like Brad said, you work out the kinks. You kind of get to a point where you perfect the product. And 100%. for us, it's before we go to even Columbia mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. – deal with that market because that's that's a different scene than than greenville for sure completely different it's uh it's interesting though because when you look at the three major markets in south carolina mm-hmm. they have a bunch of similarities but they have about the same number of differences wow yeah it's crazy it's absolutely crazy but all very forgiving markets yeah. with people with disposable income mm-hmm. different types of income so you go to columbia it's mostly government work yeah workers you're gonna you're gonna find you're gonna state find capital there. state capital yeah right you go to charleston mm-hmm. A butt ton of old money in tourism, <laughs> right? That's what you're gonna Mil- find there. Military, military there too yep. as well. Um, in in this the standard industrial stuff, so because Cyclone is is you know really really bringing on a lot of good you know companies into the area. Here in Greenville, you're gonna get a diverse type of you know 
industry space. I mean, like a lot place, of European engineering. European engineering because that's based upon BMW. BMW has the only manufacturing facility in the U.S. in the Greenville MSA in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And so because of that, you got tier one, Aren't tier the, all, two. All the five series made here. All the right? fives, all the pretty much all the SUVs. Okay. All the SUVs, three, four, and five. And you can tell I used to work for BMW. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I used to work for Shameless BMW. Shameless plug. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Great vehicle. I'm probably going to buy two or three of them in the next couple of years, just because. Great. Um, but, German uh, engineering. German engineering is phen- is phenomenal. No, but you 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 bring up a lot of good points when you bring you know when you talk about Greenville in the context of you know when you're here you kind of just feel it you know mm. that there's a current there's a wave of like something's happening here you see the cranes downtown you mm. see all the things that are it's in ten years it'll be so much different than it is today. Ten years ago, it looked massively different. Mm. When I I came in, I say I came to this area. I went to Clemson. I came to this area. We used to, you know, visit Greenville. In 2002, 2003, I don't wreck. This town looks completely different. Yeah. The space that we're in right now. Textile mill. It was a textile mill, but it was it was dilapidated. Yeah. Right? Boarded I, up. It wasn't even boards up. That's the bad <laughs> thing about it. Right? Ceiling was falling in. We used to drive on this road right here. Like, where you guys are, I remember looking at these windows. Windows were open. Wow. Like, it was ba- I would not be caught. Anywhere in this neighborhood where we are, right next to this hospital, well, I would not be caught here. This hospital was there, though. Hospital was here, yes. Yeah, but I would not be caught in this area, <laughs> right? Now we're in a co-working space, you know, industrial look. You guys see the brick wall. I mean, it's, you've got the West End with the coffee shop and the pizza. Bingo, the Coastal Cross. Bingo. I mean, it's it's so much hipster around here. It's crazy. I can't. <laughs> it's like Brooklyn. I can't take it. It is like <laughs> right. It's a little granola. Yeah. <laughs> it's like South. It's like the South, the Brooklyn of the South. You, say, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, even still, I'm oh, here for it. It's funny. It. It's funny you mention that because you have the diversity of industry because you got, you got tech here. You yeah. know. Tech is growing like crazy in South Carolina, guys. Like it's it's yeah. this area is good. This, you guys you guys picked a good spot. You guys picked well, a good it got spot. picked for us, but we're glad it did. There you go. It's definitely go. worse places for sure. I mean, Greenville's been great. The people here, like you said, very forgiving, but also I think very um, curious. Yes, they want to know you know what's next and and how we can bring whether it's in the real estate real estate field or you know in the tech space that we're in. It's like. Mm-hmm. Show us something. We've seen it. We haven't seen it here. Mm. At the scale we're trying to do it, and and that's kind of where it is so exciting for our brand. It's like, okay, well, we've got a product we're working on right now that we think once we have it, you know, ready, we're looking to be in the App Store in March. Mm-hmm. We think once we have that tangible product and it's in the App Store, you could download, you could feel it, and you know that this is for Greenville. At least that's initially what it's mm-hmm. for. Right. But I think, you know, the the way we see it is once people get a feel of it, they're like, oh, I want to use this somewhere else. Too. 100%. I want to use this in South Beach. The thing about it is, is because Greenville, see, you have a little bit of everything. So if, if, if the, you know, if the, the really hard nosed New Yorker sees it mm-hmm. and well, you know, and then Greenville kind of, Greenville kind of smooths off people a little bit too when they come here. You know, they kind of drop their, a drop a little bit of their edge when they get down here. So they don't even, they don't even blow the horn. They don't even blow the horn. They don't even blow the horn. Yeah, you yeah. cut somebody off and they're just like, "Hey, have a nice day." Like, I had a New Yorker. Oh, I, I had a New Yorker hold the door open for me the other day. I'm like, "What? Getting soft? Yeah, they're getting soft there, bro. They're getting soft." <laughs> so there. that's that's our that's the tabby vision. Yeah, is to reconnect, reconnect people to the communities that are around them. 
hundred percent. So you come to Greenville, and at, after the pandemic, the pe- I mean, there's been a divide in a sense, just from a health standpoint. One hundred percent. But now we're reconnecting in a safe way. Yeah. Digitally. Yeah. Same location. Yeah. But it, there's a lot of people in Greenville that I want to meet. Yeah. There's a lot of people that want to be met. Mm-hmm. Why not? We open that handshake up. There you go. And they want to be met in a different way. Yeah. You guys are supplying that. I mean, yeah. I love the idea. I love the idea. We had we hadn't talked about that much, but you know, yeah, I'm in a real estate space and you know, I'm kind of kind of fooling around in the No, I'm not. I'm I'm committed to this uh say <laughs> you you pot committed. Yeah, no, I'm 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 it. committed to this to, to to this blockchain space too. Blockchain mm. is just taking over. I mean I did want to talk about Digital real estate. Oh my god! We'll get in that later. Oh my but anyways, gosh, finish dude. what you're saying. Yeah, we can we can go on that for we can be on that for a while. I, I, I got to hear from you. You're the you're the person I wanted to talk to. But anyways, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, but literally coming out of this pandemic and and the the opportunities that people want to do to reconnect, like you said, reconnect with each other. Man, you guys are positioned so well, and I think y'all know this, but mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna co-sign it for you. You're positioned so well to take advantage of that, yep. you know, and maybe take advantage isn't the right term because people can take that negatively, right, right, negative right. connotation. But, I mean, you guys can really – it's a value add because um, I know I'm going to use it. Right. I mean, literally, <laughs> I'm a consumer. I invest too, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a damn good I, consumer. I think the connection is it's, that is our unfair advantage. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Well, people are coming out of hibernation. That's kind of we've been we've been working on this for eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, you think about it, and you say, okay, the fog of COVID. You know, I think is starting. People are like, oh, this is just a reality. This isn't. People kept talking for six months, a year of yeah. COVID. Oh, we'll, we'll go back to normal. There's no normal. This is the normal. This is the normal. Correct. So if this is the normal, then how am I going to now interface with this new normal? Mm-hmm. And now I want to have a little bit of bio before I have a conversation with somebody. Uh-huh. I want to know who that person is across the room before I go up and talk to them. Bingo, bingo. We, you know, we may not, we may not align, yeah. but if I know a little bit about them, and this app can help me know a little bit about them mm-hmm. before I engage. Of course, y'all are the anti-catfish. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can, can we coin catfish? Can we coin that? You need to. Pat. You need to. And just give me a little bit of credit <laughs> down there somewhere. You guys like, are the anti-catfish. Half a because, percent royalty. How about yeah, that? there you go. I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Yeah, I can still be a quarter, quarter of a percent. <laughs> Being generous. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. I mean, as we've Thank thought you. through like these profile verification, we're still going to go through the steps of having the profile verifications mm-hmm. and having the, mm-hmm. the, you know, how to get a blue check mark. But yeah, it's hard to fake. It's hard for me to stand in front of you and say, "No, no, I'm a, I'm this person that's in my picture." Right. Like, right. No, no, no that's not you. One hundred percent. Yeah, there's a there's a documentary on Netflix called The Tinder Swindler. I saw it pop up this that weekend. That made me. I meant to tell you that, yet. Brad. Like, if you haven't Did watched, it just it, come out. Yeah, it just came out like two weeks ago. This is the guy who's like going after like wealth. Who went after like wealthy? Faked. He was part of a billionaire diamond family diamond right. mining family and right. was like scooping girls from all over the, the world okay was finessing them yeah and had photoshopped images but like you couldn't do that on taffy that's to me immediately i thought that and you said the anti-catfish made me think mm-hmm. of that because that guy and he was in jail for like six minutes and got back <laughs> out <laughs> but it's like you know and he's wrecking people's lives they took long processing him that he was actually well it's like up. you know you got to watch it but you know the guy was basically he did like no time Crazy. but uh Sorry if I just spoiler alert. No, you good. Anybody I'm gonna watch it. I want to watch it. Watch it yeah. I actually want to watch it now. I give a that was <laughs> a trailer. Yeah, <laughs> but it's one of those where I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, how do you do that on Tabby? 
How do you tell somebody, yeah, I'm, I'm the heir of a billionaire? What You're across the room from somebody. And yeah, there's going to be ways. I mean, that's the human nature. Is we try to find you know the loopholes and we try to find the, the ways around something. But it's going to be harder. Yeah, without a doubt. I think we added a goalie. I think we made it to where now it's like, mm. it's not just that easy to catfish somebody and just, mm. you know, I think now with Tabby, it's like I'm literally in the same space as yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you so, guys have a feature on Tabby for a girl to ask a guy or somebody else to buy her a drink? Yeah, so we're we're gonna we're that'll down be the road. That's a that's a sneak peek in the future development. But requesting drinks mm-hmm. and then the ability to you know send drinks and, like, and just real quick on that. Mark, I mean, thirsty, get out of place. <laughs> <laughs> but you think about what that looks like from a from the female's perspective. I can't really speak on it one hundred percent, obviously. But just from a safety, if I know that you know you're buying me a drink, or I, I get to see the drink being handed to me from the bartender, mm-hmm. not you handing me a drink. One hundred percent creepy guy. Yeah. It's the bartender handing me the drink. He just bought it. Yeah. Men have been buying drinks for women for yeah. centuries. Yeah. Back to the pipe. Yeah. Before we knew about it. But time to time to even the playing field a little bit. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, it also, drink. It also take a drink. You know, girl girl this this is a quote from my wife, so before I get filleted by all <laughs> all the females. But you know, the gr- girls of groups of girls go out and then there, there's if you're single, you're gonna make your way to the bar to kind of detach yourself. Mm-hmm. From the group, the cub. Now you can sit in the in the comfort of your friend group, uh-huh. in a safe place, not having, and start conversations with people from across the room, not having to. I can still have the security of my friend that's near. It's me. a safe place. It's, it's the can, private rejection. Yeah, you can get tu- you can get turned down and still have support <laughs> immediately. Right? We're fragile in this, <laughs> and there's no public rejection. There's no walk of shame across. You know what? I don't think I don't even know if that's a help because how many people still feel they still have the same emotional response? Yeah. In cyberspace as they would in hard interesting what I think what you're about to say. Yeah. It's hard to be a keyboard warrior. Ah, too. Ah, it is. Cuz you'll find out so. real quick. Very much. <laughs> Keep that same energy. <laughs> Get that same <laughs> Talking that junk. <laughs> you guys are onto something, man. I like it. No, it, it's, like it's it. everything we've grown up with. We all grew up, you know, we're all about the same age, but you kind of see what's happened with mm-hmm. the early days of online dating. It's like, mm-hmm. bro, you're a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> you're going to find somebody online? Like, go talk uh, to somebody. And then that, now it's like, you're a weirdo for just going walking up to a stranger. Yeah. Like, who does that? Yeah. You ask a kid that's 25, like, have you ever just walked up to somebody? Like, it's a small fraction. Very small. Very small. Ask them what ASL means. Then I have no, no, no idea. No, 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 no. That's too <laughs> much. Well, Ivan, man, we'll have to we'll have to have you back really soon. I would it's, love to um, do it. Love to do it, guys. You I'm guys, glad we, I'm glad we now. finally made it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You've been, you got to be back because we. Gotta, I got to ask you about the digital um, real estate market. So we, that's gonna that's be a, a cliff, whole, that's a teaser. Yes, we'll we come back for that. We need to talk about that. We need to let the world know. Um, because like this is I'm gonna be straight up with you. This is a teaser for it. Mm-hmm. This is a new ministry of mine. Yeah. Like this is a new ministry. People need to know so they're not behind. And when I say not behind, I mean like you can be completely left in the dark mm. if you miss this. Wow. And you know, I am doing whatever I can to make sure people know about it and get involved as soon as possible at any rate. It's going to be different than anything else you've ever done or ever seen in your it's life. Crazy. But it's not. It's kind of like it's kind of like in two thousand and five, asking if you had a smartphone. 
I'm like, what are you talking web, about? Web 1.0? Yeah. What if I give you a phone right now that didn't have any buttons on it? It's like, the, what are you the talking space, crazy? The spaceship is leaving. Yeah. It's not the train. Bingo. The spaceship is leaving. 100%. Yeah, we got to come back and run that back. We got to do it. We got to do it. Guys, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks Absolutely. Having Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been fun. fun.